0: This is Amstigator, a podcast that amplifies the voices of instigators, making change and taking names. Most episodes are my interviews with incredible guests, but you've now clicked on what I'm lovingly calling a spinoff series of solo episodes with me, your host, Lauren Lowry. Each one of these features two words that will change your life. So let's get started. A couple of weeks ago, I was asked to start taking on some new responsibilities at my work. I was like, sure, no problem. And one of those things takes about 30-ish minutes out of my day. No big deal, right? But pretty quickly, that workload was doubled to twice a day. So now it's an hour out of my day to do this particular new responsibility. Part of it came at an inopportune time. And I immediately, in my mind, went to this place of like, "Uh, this isn't fair. What's going on? And who's trying to hurt me? You guys know I personally bristle at the thought of a person doing you know, this victim mindset thing. I talk about it a lot on this podcast about how you can separate yourself from that and you need to, but I was experiencing it in real time trying to figure out how to not operate from this place of fear and victimhood. I was doing all these practices and really evaluating my self-talk, like <laughs> doing all the things because I'm like, this is not normal. But a funny thing happened just a few days ago that, but a funny thing happened just a few days ago that became the perfect introduction to this lesson of what if. It happened when one of the people in charge of this new responsibility I have said to me something that completely changed my mindset away from this woe is me thing I was doing. He said to me, totally unprovoked, hey, Lauren, thank you for doing this. The reason we have you doing it all the time is because you're an absolute rock star. You're the only one who executes it perfectly. Now, in that moment, I realized, oh, okay, I had this completely wrong. (laughs) I was over here truly battling myself over these woe is me feelings when the reality was I was doing something so well that they wanted to see more of it. Do you feel how different that feels? I never stop to ask myself the very question that I'm asking in this episode. What if I could have met myself with a different script? I could have said to myself, what if no one's trying to hurt me? What if this doubling up of responsibilities is actually an elevation, not a relegation? And what if there's a lesson that I just have to open up to? What if? Simply asking that question, simply opening up ourselves to a possibility that doesn't come from trauma, it can have a life-changing impact on us. Now, internalize this with me for a second. There is a huge difference between feeling like someone's trying to dump on you with responsibilities and feeling like you're the absolute best at something. The response to those things feels totally different. I mean, it's like a fork in the road. One of them reinforces awesome emotions. If I believe I'm the absolute best, I go into that situation with ease like I have nothing to prove and I can relax because I know and everyone else knows I'm going to do really great. (laughs) And then when people watch me, they think, oh, wow, she's really comfortable. It's so easy to watch her. And then I just create this endless circle of ease and excellence. I mean, that feels amazing to me. The other belief, the other side of that fork in the road feels completely differently. If I go into thinking someone's trying to dump on me, like they have the intention of hurting me or punishing me for something unseen, then I walk into that responsibility angry. I probably can't trust anyone because I think everyone's motives are suspect because they're obviously out to get me. And then when I get on camera, instead of projecting ease and excellence, I'm projecting unease, and then I'm a prisoner. And all of this could have been avoided if I would have just interrupted my negative beliefs with the question, what if, what if... I'm being asked to do this thing because I'm so good at it. What I'm bringing up here is a big shift. And at its core, this is mindset. This is an entire field of study within psychiatry. You can shift your mindset and improve your health, lower your stress, overcome some pretty big challenges, all by simply believing a different story. I will admit, for years, I poo-pooed anybody who would practice this. I called it, like, toxic positivity, complete disregard for reality. I would roll my eyes because I just flat out didn't believe in it. And really, it was because I felt the need to wallow in my own misery. But as I look back at it now, to my own personal dark ages, as I call it, for me, that was age 21 to age 35, I realized that I didn't want to believe I had that much power. But now I know I do. And you do, too. So we're gonna do a deep dive today into the research around just how powerful we are. First, what is mindset? It is a set of assumptions that help us understand our world. From there, we set expectations around these assumptions, so if you believe that changing how you eat or cutting out dairy, for example, would be so awful and depriving, then that belief system determines your expectations, you plan for the worst, you make decisions based on that plan, and then guess what? When you cut out dairy, it suddenly feels awful and depriving and it's the worst thing ever. Mindset can be helpful in how you simplify information. It can also be called, in clinical speak, maladaptive. That means it ain't good for you. So when someone says you have beliefs that don't serve you, they're talking about your maladaptive beliefs. The research shows it leads to interpersonal problems, feelings of guilt, inadequacy, sadness, and anxiety. Lots of yucky stuff. So right off the bat, if I applied that knowledge to the story I just told you at the beginning of the episode, those things should have served as a red flag for me, that I had the wrong mindset. I felt interpersonal problems coming on. I felt sadness, like they're punishing me and I'm being taken advantage of. Those should have clued me into the possibility that I needed a shift in my mindset. Now, here's another way this plays out. If you were betrayed when you were younger and you started believing, okay, I can't trust people ever, that might have actually been helpful in the environment you were in. But when you carry that belief from sixth grade mean girls all the way up through your interactions with other female friend groups as an adult, I mean, come on. This is absolutely going to cause you problems. It worked at once, but it doesn't work anymore. That's a maladaptive belief. This is a mindset problem. We have to change it. So we need to first draw some attention to what isn't working. And we can do that through the red flags I mentioned. Interpersonal problems, guilt, inadequacy, anxiety, and sadness. Where do you experience these things? Just think about that. Where do you feel guilt? Mom guilt, for example. That's a mindset problem. Where do you experience anxiety? Uh, Stage fright is a great example. That's a mindset problem. Who makes you feel those interpersonal problems like trust issues? What if it's a mindset problem? The research is clear on this. We can believe something entirely different, and that creates an entirely different outcome. And the whole thing starts in our minds. There's been a ton of research around this that started kind of in the early 2000s. One 2011 study showed when people believed their food was healthier, their body found a way to extract more nutrition from it. I mean, good God. There's another study I love that researchers put people in arm casts that completely restricted bicep movement. One group did mental visualization exercises where they imagined their biceps doing curls, okay? They didn't actually do any weights because they were in a cast. They just imagined it. And when those people got their casts removed, not only was there no muscular atrophy in the bicep, that group saw an average of 13% growth in the muscles. Again, what? This is crazy. And then, of course, there's the placebo effect. That's well documented. 30 to 40% of people see a significant improvement in their disease symptoms when they think the pill will be helpful. And then around 2017, the research started focusing on how your mindset changes your reality, okay? A lot of that research is done at Stanford. And I loved this one that studied seniors. It showed that the seniors who simply believed they were healthier than their peers lived longer. They didn't exercise more. They just believed they were healthier and they thought their way to a longer life. You guys, the science around this is so clear. The research is starting to validate the power we have in our minds, Your mindset matters so much that it can extract more nutrients from food, increase muscle mass, make you healthier, create tangible results, make you live longer. I mean, the power you have can't be overstated. So by this point, I just got, I hope that you're saying, okay, I get it. I get it. It's important. Where do I start? So that's where the work comes in. Okay. Our brains are changeable. And I talked about this in episode 49, The Problem With Your Beliefs. So go back and listen to that because it's all about changing neuropathways. You can do this work with a cognitive therapist who specializes in changing mindset. But if you're like, uh, I can't commit to that, (laughs) that sounds like a lot. Um, I totally get it. So you know Mama Lauren's going to help you out, okay? Here's where we'll start. Start by simply noticing when you don't feel good. Think about the red flags I mentioned interpersonal problems, feelings of guilt, inadequacy, sadness, anxiety, when do you feel those? Notice what thoughts come up, and those are the situations that are begging for you to say, what if? And then you take that yucky belief, and then you frame a new question that opens up the possibility to something completely different. It's a disruptor. It disrupts the thought patterns in your brain. So if we use my example from the start of the episode, when I was asked to double up on this responsibility, I thought it meant someone was trying to poo-poo on me. I could have said the opposite. I, I could have said, what if I am so good at this thing, there's no one else who can do it? Like, it's too important, and I'm the only one they trust. What if I might have been able to avoid some of the yucky feelings I felt? Let's do it for something in your life. Let's say a friend isn't texting you back. Uh, You're beginning to think it's because they don't love you anymore, or maybe you're too needy, or you reach out too much. That's an interpersonal issue, and it would be one of the red flags when we have a mindset that's not healthy. So we will mentally ask ourselves some different questions, okay? And we'll start with what if. So what if my friend is overwhelmed and she needs some compassion? What if she just needs space I can love her. I can let her know I'm here for her whenever she's ready. I don't have to immediately think that I'm being abandoned. When you consistently have self-defeating thoughts, this is a red flag that you're believing something wrong and your mindset needs to be shifted. This takes humility. It also takes someone who wants to change, who wants something better. And then it also takes time. But this is necessary work if you want to grow and heal. I'm just going to tell you. And the research shows when we do this kind of work, we are so much happier. Before I let you go, I want to close with one more story. It's a time I used this exact formula, phrasing questions with what if. It was last fall. I was in contract renegotiations. It's always been full of trauma. Trauma with a T. I've been an anchor for 17 years. Every contract experience for me has been with people who intentionally tried to make me feel less than, disrespected, lucky to have a job, completely replaceable, et cetera, et cetera. Yucky, yucky, yucky. It's tactics, right? And it messed me up. I didn't realize until last year that my experience is actually the collective experience of on air people in broadcast news. Like we all have these same stories and they're awful. But last year, I was up for renegotiation, and I tried something new. I said to myself, what if the people on the other side of this new negotiation, what if they actually respect me? What if no one's playing me? What if everyone is telling the truth? Can I even allow myself to open up to the possibility that it could actually go well and be without trauma. Every time I would feel some of my old beliefs pop up around renegotiations, I would disrupt the thoughts with my what if questioning. It was not easy. It was actually really hard because that trauma is deeply embedded, okay? And I gotta tell you, it was a game changer. My renegotiations went so well that I walked away from the experience with one word, healing, healing. That was my word. I realized that I could have an experience that was without trauma and without drama and that actually brought healing, all because I allowed myself to ask, what if? So where in your life could you benefit from asking that question? And how would that change things for you? It's a lot to think about. So as you go through this week, I encourage you, shine your light and lead with your heart and live life purposefully. I'm Lauren Lowry and this is Amstigator.